I'm Carly Fiorina, and this is By Example. On this podcast, we sit down with leaders of all types to explore examples of real leadership and the qualities of all great problem solvers. I think we get really confused about what leadership is. On By Example, we lift up the real leaders, people who are focused on changing the order of things for the better and solving real problems that are right in front of them. Leading by example. Hello, and welcome to our first ever episode of By Example. I'm Casey Enders, one of your hosts, CEO of Carly's nonprofit, Unlocking Potential, and I'm joined here today by my much smarter and more handsome co-host and Unlocking Potential's managing director, Jeffrey Richardson. Hello, Casey. How are you doing, Jeffrey? I'm quite well. Happy to be here. I'm very, very happy to be here. It's a great day in America. It is a great day in America, like most days in America, right? That is true. Um... We're very, very lucky today. Jeffrey and I have been so excited about this for a very, very long time. We're both incredibly passionate about leadership, but we're really excited because today we're joined by Carly Fiorina. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome, Carly. We're so, so excited you're joining us today. Well, I'm glad to be with you. So glad you're both part of the team and have been for a long time, and I could not think of two better co-hosts of By Example because... You both show leadership by example every single day, which is why I'm privileged to have you on the team. And thanks for doing this. Oh, well, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you, Carly. We're very, very lucky. And like I said, we've been excited about this for a long time. And we know, Carly, obviously, you have tons of different places that you could put your energy, your time, your resources. And this podcast is one of many things you're doing right now around redefining leadership and talking to problem solvers across the country, whether it's in your new book, which is available on CarlyFiorina.com, or through this podcast, or through the training and teaching that you're doing to both corporate leaders and nonprofit leaders across the country. It's clear that this is a passion of yours. Why is that? You know, it's a passion of both of yours also. That's why you're here. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But I've learned a couple basic things in my life. One is that everybody has more potential than they realize. The second is that people closest to the problem know best how to solve that problem if they're given the opportunity. And the third is that leaders are made, not born, and leaders are people who solve problems. The reason I'm putting my passion into this is because we got a lot of problems. Amen. And we don't have enough problem solvers. And I think because we get confused about who leaders are and what leaders do, a whole bunch of people who could lead and solve problems think, no, 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 that's not me. That's not what I'm supposed to do. That's the person who has this big titles job or the person who's famous job. It's not my job. And yet it actually is all of our jobs and it's all of our potential to lead. That's why I'm so passionate about this. Well, and I can tell you, Carly, that's frankly, that's the message that resonated with me when I first got to know and work alongside you. So I got to know Carly on the 2015 campaign. Obviously, I knew of Carly. I was, I am a recovering management consultant. So yes, I was. We <laughs> have to, we have to stop her sometimes from doing the PowerPoint thing, or lists. you know, all of that lists. Yes, lists. Thank you, Jeffrey. Lists. 
Well, you know, I need some lists to stay organized. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I was deeply admiring of you, Carly, as a, can I say badass woman in business producer, Eric? Is that allowed? I was deeply admiring. Uh, Being a badass is all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I aspired to be a badass woman in business like you, Carly. So I certainly knew who you were from that standpoint. But when I started listening to the way that you talked about leadership and problem solving and frankly, taking our country back, I was so deeply inspired by this message of people close to the problem are best positioned to solve it. I just, I'll be honest with you, coming from a, um, a an institution of higher education and then going to McKinsey, I'll be honest, I'm not sure that that's a message that was really relayed to my no, friends and I. it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, one of the things you're going to learn about this uh, team here of Casey and Carly and Jeffrey is that Sometimes Jeffrey has a hard time getting a word in edgewise <laughs> between Sorry. Casey and I. So There's just so um, much wisdom. Oh boy. Yeah. Here it Jeffrey, goes. you're not usually a suck up kind of guy. So <laughs> That's that was surprising job. actually. But um Casey was our policy director on my presidential campaign. And I I didn't hire her, somebody else hired her, but it became pretty clear that she was this incredible brainiac who worked unbelievably hard. And I also was told early on that she had postponed Harvard Law to come work on the campaign and she kept postponing it. And now she's given up on that dream altogether. Well, that was because one of my heroes is also a law school dropout. Yes. Well, I dropped out of law school. You were smart (laughs) enough not to go there at all. Um, So what was your favorite moment on the campaign? I won't ask what your worst moment on the campaign was, but what was your favorite moment on the campaign? So, so honestly, they might be the same. Um, Uh uh, My well, so honestly, my least favorite moment, I think, was converted into one of my favorites. So I tell the story sometimes. um, I'm only now just able to tell it, frankly, a couple of years later. Um, But when I traveled for the first time with you, Carly, like I said, I was just such an admirer. And I was so nervous, frankly, and I just wanted to be helpful in any way that I possibly could. And so one of the jobs I had when I first traveled with you was um, the deputy campaign manager asked me to print your closing statement for one of the debates. And I said, great, I got it, no problem. Went down to the hotel lobby. Which is interesting, because I never read closing statements. I know. I always <laughs> winged it. I mean, well, so <laughs> but honest, anyway. honestly, I think that's what, this was like, this is part of the mystery that became so interesting of the story I'm going to tell you, because I think the reality was that your closing statement wasn't quite what was written on the paper. The themes were aligned, but, um, but it certainly wasn't word for word, because to your point, that's not what you did on stage. And so I had printed this closing statement, and... Um, and unfortunately, and I had somehow left one of them on the printer. Won't get into how that happened. I honestly, I couldn't tell you to this day. And some other operative picked it up, tweeted it out. It became, I can't even tell you, um, like the front page of Yahoo News and Drudge Report. It was like, who's closing state? What dumb ass campaign staff are left a closing <laughs> oh my gosh, statement? I don't even think I printer. knew this at the time. <laughs> oh my God, it was horrifying. But you know, Carly, what happened afterward is that the... I expected to be fired. Honestly, I was like, I made this huge mistake. I made the campaign look silly and unprofessional. You know, that's not who I am. It's not what I aspire to be. But that's what I made the campaign look like. That's that's what I how I'm representing Carly and the team. I was so mortified, ashamed, maybe is even a better word for it. Guilty. Um, And the feedback that I got from the leadership of that campaign because of the culture and the tone that you set was we worry about things that matter. We don't worry about dumb reports that come out on Yahoo News. We worry about what voters in Iowa and New Hampshire care about. We, we don't worry about this dumb stuff. And that 
ability to make a mistake on something silly and be recognized for the value I was bringing to the table in other more meaningful areas, frankly, it was a culture I'd never encountered. And Carly, it's a culture you said. It's it's so aligned with your principles. So you know it's interesting. Yes. One of the things... Uh, you you never made that mistake again, though. I never see that's the good that thing about mistakes. <laughs> it's okay to make a mistake. It's not okay to make the same mistake twice. You know we have to learn from our mistakes. Indeed. So Jeffrey, um, I I haven't known Jeffrey as long as I've known Casey. So Casey, as I shared with you, I got to know way back in 2015. This brainiac, amazing <laughs> producer of amazing stuff, and she leads the Unlocking Potential Foundation now because she is a true leader. And as you just heard, she's also humble enough to be able to admit a mistake. Humility is a big part of leadership. Jeffrey, I haven't known as long, but Jeffrey is as integral a part of everything we do as anyone else on the team. In fact, none of us, all of us would agree we couldn't do what we do without Jeffrey. Very kind. But it's true. It is true. the first time I met Jeffrey was in a restaurant. It was an interview. <laughs> and honestly, Jeffrey, it's the last time I've seen you in a suit and tie. <laughs> I mean, you, were real, you were really duded up that day. Very handsome, I have to say. Very handsome. And um, I remember, I don't know, I don't know what you were thinking during that interview, but when I was sitting there thinking about an hour in, I was like, Wow. This guy is totally unexpected <laughs> because you came from a very different background than I did. Yes. Not from politics, from but from local government, yes, local from government, the nonprofit sector, from education, work. social work. But it was clear you were the real deal. And I ended up doing something at that lunch that I've never <laughs> done before. At the end of that first meeting, I said, when can you start? I mean, I hired you on the spot. I've I don't never even, done that. Yes, to be fair, I don't did. even think she made it to the end of the lunch. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. So what do you remember was, about that lunch? It was quite unexpected. I mean, it's funny because you said, you know, about our sort of, this guy's the real deal. Well, I mean, we we know this. You're Carly Fiorina. But for me, it was kind of um, unexpected. And I knew you were the real deal from the start of the conversation. Because I don't know if you remember when I sat down, one of the first early things you said to me directly was, why do you want to do this? Yeah, well, it's a reasonable <laughs> question. It is a reasonable question. And it's it's one that quite honestly, in interview conversations or, you know, conversations about opportunities that I've never had asked in a truly authentic way. Mm. I could connect and I felt like you didn't. And I had a mental pause where it was like, oh, no, she, this isn't looking for some fluff, some this is really good. Why? You know, I felt like you're really trying to ask me why. What drives me about this work? What am I passionate about? Truly, why did I want to do this? And that really um, stood out to me because what it showed to me was that, you know, you were you were truly invested in the purpose and mission behind the work. And then therefore, you know, the folks that you were bringing on the team had to be truly invested that it was, it was an embodiment. It wasn't about title position of power, really truly about um, my motivations. And so that excited me from the very beginning, right? I couldn't believe that there was this authentic, you know, level of conversation um, happening um, particularly around, you know, this body, this body of work. Um, 
But, you know, coming 15 years in the nonprofit sector as a social worker, um, I'm really inspired um, by this work because having seen so many organizations and particularly folks come into the nonprofit sector and haven't been invested in folks with vision and passion, but necessarily haven't had the support to truly lead. Um, and so when we start talking about building leaders that are committed to unlocking the potential in others, I just get all kinds of goosebumps um, all the time. And so thinking about, you know, of the work that we're doing in this particular podcast and all of the amazing stories from the folks that you're interviewing and all the w- practical wisdom um, that fo- our listeners will have um, insights from. It's just so exciting. So, Jeffrey, though, what did your friends say when you said you were going to take this job with Carly Fiorina <laughs> and share a little bit about your background that maybe yeah. would have positioned this as kind of a departure for you. Yeah. So for the listeners should know that, you know, my background is in social work and I've worked in uh, community engagement and heavily in youth services for a very long time, local government, the District of Columbia, um, but also engaged in national progressive movement work heavily with progressive organizations around different topics and some um, in the partisan political world. Um, And so a lot of my contacts have been in that space, progressive politics, partisan Democratic Party politics. So it was a bit of a folks. Not Republican politics. Not Mm. Well, interesting thing is not Republican politics. But the thing about this experience that stood out for me was that in the roles I've had in the political space, I was always more aligned to want to have conversations with my Republican counterparts. Mm. Um, You know, the different organizations, you know, how this party structures goes. And so affinity groups and wanting to have conversations with folks who um, had the alternate perspective. And I always bumped up against, you know, my my colleagues, whether progressive colleagues, Democratic, were like, why are you meeting with them? Why are you having those conversations? And I never saw anything about it. I never saw anything wrong with it. And so Mm. that was something that stepping into this role, I've be honest I had a little concern about you build up networks you build up relationships professionally and uh, if I might lose some of them and people have had questions you know what are you doing working with Carly Fiorina (laughs) what is that about and I said well we're it's about solving problems it's about truly unlocking the potential in others and people think it's cliche and I'm like no this is truly what this work um, work is about and it's been really interesting I will say that more people have been leaning into the possibility. Um, and I think more interested in what it's like. Folks that I didn't expect to be open, I, fe- I expected to be more defensive, been like, oh, so what's that? What's she like? Oh, what's that work like? Oh, wow. Well, I can, it's good that you're that you're doing that. We need more people to, you know, be willing to, you know, work with other folks that have different, maybe have different perspectives. And so I've been surprised by the response from people. But I was, I admit, I was, I was a little nervous. You know, uh, it's so interesting because there's so much wrong with partisan politics. And one of the things that's wrong with partisan politics is something that George Washington said a long time ago in 1789. He said the trouble with politicians is they political parties, they will come to care only about winning, not about problem solving. And there's so much truth in that. Mm. And I think the other truth in what you just said is that problem solving crosses all lines. And in fact, real leaders learn that problems don't get solved unless and until we collaborate with people different than ourselves. It's so easy to collaborate with people just like you. In fact, let's face it, we're all kind of tribal by nature. We're more comfortable with people like us. Maybe we're getting more and more tribal because of our politics, which is a tragedy. But if you just stick with your own kind, nothing 
ever gets better because you're missing something. You're missing something. And so one of the things that I so appreciated about you was you and I are different. (laughs) We come from different places, and yet Casey and I are different. The three of us are different, and yet we've actually built a very diverse team here of coaches, of colleagues, and yet we are bound together by a recognition that problems need to be solved and that they never get solved unless people are prepared to run towards them, solve them, and that those problems don't get solved unless people are prepared to lead, unless people are prepared to choose to lead. And so one of the things we're trying to do with this podcast is to show you, by example, how various people have chosen to lead and solve problems. And so some of those people are famous, Colin Powell, Gretchen Carlson, Baron Davis, those are famous people. And then there are other people you're never, you haven't heard of. And yet they're all leading. And Casey, again, leading by example, unlocking potential in others. It was, by the way, Casey who had the presence of mind to say to me, you need to come meet Jeffrey. (laughs) Jeffrey (laughs) is somebody you're going to want to hire. And so Casey also had to go outside of her own experience and say, no, this is something we're all united in a common purpose, although we come from very different places. And all those differences make us all better. And frankly, I think that's what's really cool about this podcast, Carly, is it is in in and of itself an example of exactly what you're talking about. There's all these opportunities to talk to leaders of all kinds from different backgrounds, experiences, different levels of fame, different titles and positions. And yet what you've done is pick out leaders who demonstrate the characteristics and behaviors that you believe real leadership is about, not title, position, or power. And you've had an opportunity to speak to those folks, and now you're having... Now we're getting the chance, the three of us, to introduce those folks to the listeners, which I think is so awesome. And so when you think about what to expect over the next couple of weeks as we launch as we unlaunch, as we launch by example, first let me just say we're still figuring this out. So every episode's gonna look and feel a little bit different. But on Tuesdays, when you download an episode, what you can expect is to hear from Carly and me and Jeffrey, as well as other leaders in the community, about real leadership, problems getting solved in communities, people displaying courage and character, practicing collaboration and imagination. And specifically, what you'll hear is Carly talking with people who are, as she said, changing the order of things for the better wherever they may be. Again, some of them you may recognize and others may be new names who you'll come to know and love as much as we have. And so Jeffrey and Carly and I have cheated a little bit. We have had an opportunity to hear some of these conversations. Obviously, Carly led all of them. And so I would just ask you guys, as you think about what the listeners can look forward to in the coming weeks, what are you particularly excited about? Oh, my goodness. Again, the stories, the real stories of practical wisdom and leadership that I think um, will surprise, you know, some of our listeners. And but 
And then also, as uh, you know, as Carly's mentioned, there's some of the uh, some of our guests who you know are famous names that you know. But there's so much also wisdom in the stories and experiences from the people that you don't know. So uh, you know, get your notebooks ready. Don't just have your pen out because because it's Colin Powell. There's some <laughs> other names that you don't know um, that are going to bring some real practical, real wisdom that I think are going to inspire and uplift folks. You know, um, one of the things that gets me going is a look that people get when they realize they can do more than they thought they could. So Mm. true. Um, For me, that look is fuel. And that look is the same all over. It's all over the world. It doesn't matter who someone is or where they come from or what age they are. There's a look that people get in their eyes when they realize oh, I can do more than I thought I could. I can solve this problem. I can work with others. The only downside about this podcast is I won't be able to see that look in your eyes when maybe you hear one of those stories that convinces you that you can do more than you think. Colin Powell is famous. Baron Davis is famous. Gretchen Carlson is famous. And yet, we don't, talk about the things that you think might come easy because they're Mm, famous. The stories we talk about are the things, the times they were scared to death, what it felt like for them when they took that first big step. It's easy to look at someone who's famous and think, oh, they've always been famous or they were destined for fame and leadership. Mm -hmm. No one's destined for it. Everyone, although all of us are made for it. But each of us have to make choices along the way, and those choices aren't easy. And so hopefully, I know Jeffrey and Casey are awesome co-hosts for this podcast, and hopefully you'll really see how they bring this out of our conversations, because that's what we want you to hear. And when that happens, when you feel yourself getting that look, when you feel yourself undergoing that transformation, tell us about it. We want to hear all about it. We want to hear what you like about the podcast. We want to hear about the leaders in your communities that are changing the order of things that you think should be featured on our podcast. Maybe you know somebody who is a bus driver, a van driver, or otherwise leading in their community but not getting any recognition. We love those stories. Frankly, we live for those stories. And so we'd encourage you to reach out, tag us at Carly Fiorina on social media. We want to hear what you think about the podcast and what you think about leadership in your own communities. And I just wanted to add today, you can listen to two, I think, of our favorite episodes that are already out, one of which is featuring Baron Davis and Dino Smiley talking about their incredible work together to transform South Central LA using, I think, an incredible innovative tool. I won't give too much more away. We'd invite you to check them out. And as I mentioned, let us know what you think. Yes. And, you know, share with us, as Casey said, you know, be the example. We're excited to be able to share your stories as well um, and the stories of others. So I think that's all for today. Honestly, we could have an endless conversation about leadership. And hopefully Jeffrey and I get lucky enough to have Carly back in the studio with us again. So we please, can please, please. we can pull more of those nuggets out and share them directly with you. But honestly, that's what this podcast is all about. It's an opportunity. Jeffrey and I, I think we're the luckiest people in the world. We get to hear from Carly every single day about leadership. We get to watch her walk the walk. And we want to bring a little bit of that magic to you guys. And so whether you're on your commute or walking to class, we want you to feel that same 
same experience, that look Carly talked about, that ability to be lifted up, we want to share that with all of you. And so as you're, again, experiencing that, let us know. We'd invite you to subscribe. And and frankly, if you want more of the magic, there is more. So you can always find more episodes on CarlyFiorina.com or on iTunes. We invite you if you're enjoying it. Give us a five-star rating, subscribe, learn more. And as I mentioned, Carly's got an awesome book coming out this spring. So pre-order, find your way. Again, you can find it on www.carlyfiorina.com. And so on behalf of our fantastic producer, Eric, and Jeffrey Richardson, I'll hand it off to Carly to do our close. Well, you can see, I hope, or you can hear, I guess, the language of podcasts. You can hear why... I think Jeffrey and Casey are so awesome. They are leaders by example. But I hope you can also get a little taste in this first episode of why they're such fantastic co-hosts and such a great team. And so Jeffrey and Casey, thank you for agreeing to co-host this series going forward. Uh, And as Casey said, we very much appreciate your subscription and we'd appreciate as well when, and I hope it is when, you are lifted up and inspired by a story you hear, pass it on to others. Mm. Because one of the highest callings of leadership is to unlock potential in others. And in my life, I've learned that we encounter two kinds of people. All of us do. We encounter the kinds of people who tear us down. And there's a lot of that on social media these days. And we encounter the kind of people who lift us up. Be the kind of person who lifts others up. That's really what we're trying to do with this podcast. And if we lift you up, if Casey and Jeffrey lift you up, as I know they will every week, make sure you lift someone else up and pass this along. Thanks for joining us on By Example.